Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And if you had asked me um, 24 years ago what, what my daughter's wedding would be like, it was like, oh, you don't want to know what I think. And yeah. it, it was just time heals. And my biggest thing is that you can't hold on to that. It will make you sick. Yeah. And you just yeah. have to let it go. And mm -hmm. for the happiness of my daughter, which I was so I, I was so happy to give her because she was eight and it was a horrible time for her. And, it was, mm -hmm. you know, we went through some horrible stages of teenage years and to be able to give her back that feeling of, of being whole, you know, it mm -hmm. was It was, it was, it was, it was a gift for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely sounds like it. When I think back to my own wedding, even though it has some mixed events that followed, it was certainly a really special day. <laughs> my dress was handmade by a very dear friend of mine. And while there were underlying tones of disbelief <laughs> and many, many huge big elephants in the room, overall, it's a day that is still ingrained in my memory. Following that, my sister's wedding was also a very profound moment in my life which gave me a certain drive to change my current situation as well. On that particular day, the tears didn't stop flowing. I think I cried and cried and cried and cried for much of the day. Our guest today has some beautiful moments and memories which are described in a way that leave a lasting impression on my heart. I'm Linda Bonnie, and this is Stories with a Sunday Roast. Donna Bender, welcome to the community. I love that you have joined us. So, let's start at the beginning, as we so often do, because it makes sense. Where were you born and raised, and what was that experience like for you? Um... Well, I don't remember my birth, but um, <laughs> I, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. And uh -huh. when I was a year and a half, we moved out to Long Island to a town called Oceanside. And that house I lived in until my early 20s. And But my mother um, just passed away in 2018 and we sold the house. So... That house has a lot of memories. Wow. That's quite unusual these days as well to stay in a house essentially almost by the sounds of it for a lifetime. Yeah, it really, it really was. And, you know, when I was thinking about remembering things early on, I do remember the day we moved in, there were a set of twins that lived on the block and Obviously, I was a very young age and had never seen twins before. 
And I was like, my head was going back and forth and back and forth. And I <laughs> had no idea what was going on. But um, it was a very funny experience. I became very good friends with them as years went on. That was my first memory of, of living in that house. Yeah, wow. And my mom's actually a twin as well. So, ah. yeah, she he has a twin brother, so not identical. And I think a lot of the time they were not recognised as twins as such. But, yes, quite fond memories as well, listening to many of those stories. So just explain the house a little bit for me. What do you remember? Just tell me what it looked like for a start. Well, it was a ranch-style house, one level, and three bedrooms. Um, so initially, uh, that was a good thing because it was just my sister and I. And then when my brother came along, it was my sister and I in one room and then my brother um, as, a, as an infant. And it, we laugh all the time now because we get so used to conveniences. I mean, it was five people in a small house with one bathroom. And that was a, you know, when I look back and I say, how did we even function? You know, like waiting on people to finish what they were doing so we could be, <laughs> we could get to where we had to go on time, you know? Um, dance outside the door. <laughs> yeah, I think that has been my reason I'm perpetually late now. <laughs> because I always had to wait for somebody to get out of the bathroom. Um, you know, it's funny because the house had over the years had gotten in, redone internally. And you know, I remember wooden floors and they would creak sometimes on certain spots. Uh -huh. and, and then as the house got updated and everything, that there was tile, you know, so we didn't have that experience. Um, yeah, it was some place that I have called home for many, many, many years. It's strange in a way not to have that, but my, mm. sis my sister still lives in that town. And my niece still lives in that town with her family. And my brother happens to work in that town. So oh, wow. I, Again, I, very I, unusual. Yeah. I do get to go back to the town when I do go to New York and visit, but I don't always go by the house. And it's funny. Um, it just has a different feeling. I mean, initially we'd go by and go, what'd they do to the house? Did they change anything on the house? You know? Mm -hmm. And and my house was a block and a half away from the railroad station. And it would, obviously, it was the train that would take me into New York when I was working there. And I'm telling you, the perpetually late syndrome, the conductor on the train would see me running down the street and he'd wait for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. it was it was located in an ideal situation for me. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and did you then see your children going through and visiting and that sort well, of thing? Well, my, my daughter lives in New York City, and uh -huh. so she just had her wedding, so I got it really good opportunity to be with her. And she happened to have come home like every few weeks because she got her dress in Dallas. 
And so she would come here for fittings. So I, I did get a chance this year. And we're supposed to be going back in September and then they're coming here. So that's my biggest regret living on the other opposite side of the country is when, you know, God willing, she starts her family. So I'll, I'll, I'll worry about that when it happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so when you think back to that house as well, and I guess the memories that were within those walls, can you remember, like, tell, tell me a little bit about the feelings, I guess, that, that evoked when you would come home maybe after some time away or just at the end of a long day, walking in the door and that sort of thing? Well, I have a couple of memories that come to point as a young child in the house was that mm. when my brother was born, he's six years younger than me. Yeah. He was my he was my doll. OK. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, I got a chance to play <laughs> with him a lot. But I will never forget this story is when he was an infant, we were sitting at the dinner table and I don't know how it started, but my both my sister and I had told the truth. And we both had dropped him off the bassinet, the same off the changing table, the same day. He had fallen. Oh he, he, had, he had fallen off, oh. and I felt so guilty. Mm -hmm. And then she mm -hmm. said, "I did that too." And it was like the two of us going, "Oh, well, that was great." <laughs> um, but it was such a funny story to have it happen, you know, to both of us, like at the same day. So. They, my mm -hmm. parents fixed that changing table, so it wasn't so easy uh -huh. to, to do that anymore. Yeah, but, and as a parent who has witnessed one of the older siblings uh, getting very excited with the younger mm -hmm. one and having those moments, your heart drops as well. Mm -hmm. As the parent on the other side, you're just... <gasps> Oh, I know. Yes. Oh, yes. I would. It's... I would probably be put in child protect. You know. You know. I would probably be arrested now for doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was six. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was my doll. So when I'd come home from school, I would dress him up, and I would make these hats for him. I mean, we have pictures that we went through when my mom passed away, and of him like all dressed up with necklaces like costume jewelry and lipstick on <laughs> and all this stuff Aww. and uh, he was my living doll so yeah. um yeah. that's the thing i remember and the other thing i really remember we had this gigantic tree in the backyard and you know when i was growing up we didn't have all of these activities that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have developed in mm -hmm. our lives and so basically an activity was going out in the back and climbing the tree yep. and trying to see how far we could get up that tree and there was one branch that you know you could sit on and you just would hang out there and have lunch my mother would <laughs> bring me <laughs> bring me a sandwich mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I would have lunch in the backyard on the tree so when I laugh at, at, you know, all the activities that my, I, I put my daughter in and I'm thinking about my tree, you know, it's just like a totally different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As someone who's, yeah, only, I guess I say only at the 40, but I definitely see a big difference even between me being at 40 and then 30 and then my kids 
as well. Mm -hmm. And I also remember climbing, seeing how high we could climb that birch tree and then my nan coming out and calling for us and us being up there really, really quiet because we didn't want to come in and shell the peas or, you know. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is another childhood memory that I have um, (laughs) where my mother used to wake us up every Saturday morning Mm. to clean the house and she'd wake us up with the vacuum Uh she would would stand outside the door to make sure by nine o'clock we had to be up and so Uh I'll never forget it every Saturday my sister and I with my mother we got a chance our chance to clean the house and we would flip who was going to do the bathroom that day Uh yeah the toilet (laughs) yeah yeah and my mother would go around the house and she would like check on us to make sure that you know we were doing a good job so I got to understand how to keep a home at a very early age and Mm -hmm. my father used to you know we couldn't go and play until we finished our chores and on Sundays he would make us weed and that was always fun. Yeah. And I'll never think, trying to get the dandelions out of, oh, you know, yes. out of the ground. And I love gardening now. So it's very strange. I keep a neat home and I, and I love having a garden. Mm. So there, there you go. Yeah. Yep. And it's interesting because I often think of the times even now where my children decide that they want to get up at 5am and I'm, definitely more of a night owl than a morning person and I think goodness you know in a few years when they're teenagers I might just be the one vacuuming at 9am outside their bedroom door <laughs> <laughs> or if up at five and what bother you should make them start cleaning then <laughs> they do they do actually oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty pretty good actually Alex came in to me the other morning and said I've just unpacked the dishwasher ready for your breakfast <laughs> oh my goodness how old is he seven wow mm-hmm. yeah. wow you got him trained early that's oh, great sometimes it's inconsistently pleasurable when it does happen <laughs> so yeah. yeah I'm sure he wants to help his mom Oh, definitely. They inherently, I think they're born wanting to really, yeah, help and work alongside in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways as well. So can I ask, just expanding on your love for climbing trees and gardening (laughs) and everything else like that, have you got a garden where you are now? Yes, yes, and and it's, it's interesting. So sometimes in the morning when I'm on Clubhouse and I'm listening, I'll be out in the yard, you know, um, pruning, and I love looking out my my counter in the kitchen faces the outdoors, and I have these big open, you know, big windows from water ceiling, so I get to see outside. And I just need to see greenery, and I need to see. Mm-hmm. Pr- flowers I just mm-hmm. have to see I have to see pretty when I look outside because growing in New York you looked at a brick building yeah. when you looked out your window and so it just makes me so happy it's my happy place and we have an extended patio that is the patio which was extended but then like another three feet of patios so we had two different like stairs just a few steps and another level so it gives me a great opportunity to get a lot of planters and mm. plant. 
Mm-hmm. And because we had built this house, there was like, and you know, if you stood outside, you, the entire neighborhood in your in your alleyway could see you. So we bought had to buy these trees that were fully grown, and they've grown, and so now it just feels so lush. Um, except it's been so hot here that yeah. um, thing, things have been mm. dying, but mm. um, it um, I I love I love seeing them grow. I do, I do talk, I do talk to them. I, I do talk yep. to them. Oh yeah. And my, my grandparents used to do this very same thing um, as well. So you're, you're not alone. I think there's many people who share your love and definitely mm, have their happy place, as you say. So mm-hmm. what sort of, do you have any particular favorites I guess, without wanting to favor favor certain children, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But do you have any favorites in your garden? What sort of colors and smells and stuff do you Well, see there? The, the colors seem to have wound up being very in the pink family because we mm-hmm. have these mm-hmm. two big trees. They're crepe myrtles, and they bloom these wonderful pink blossoms. Yes. And and uh-huh. so I see a lot of pink, and so my fiance um, loves pink too. So we have a t- tendency to most of them are shades, various shades of pink, yep. and just a couple of things that might be like I have this big, big rectangular planter filled with lantana, um, which just grows and grows and grows, and um, there it's yellow and red, but it all works. It all yeah. works. Yeah. So you may have heard me talking about Doyle Avenue along the traps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're just hitting the edges of our springtime over here in Australia. And so the bare trees that were very bare only a few weeks ago have just started to just bloom into pinks and whites and purples and they line the middle of the of Doyle Avenue of the street itself and oh it's one of my favorite times of year it's just so beautiful and just it, oh, yeah you know yeah it <laughs> is it is and the saddest part is because it's been so hot here since April it really we had one big rain and so now I go out every single night and I water them and yeah. I do it, I, and I have this argument with, with friends all the time. I, I turn the hose on to like a shower, and I shower them from the top because if it was raining, that's what they'd get. Mm-hmm. And so I can't tell you how big they've grown. I mean, surely there's some brown in there because it's been so hot. But I have these these like bushes of flowers that have overgrown <laughs> and people are telling me you really have to water them in the bottom Donna you're supposed to put them in the roots and blah 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 and I go I'm doing what I do if I have a backyard my my plants are happy <laughs> I'm keeping it that way yeah love it absolutely love it <laughs> and so just coming back for a second as far as just thinking back, I know we can only capture so much in this short conversation, but what have been some other really memorable moments in your life 
you know, extending from the garden and your home and family. I know your daughter's wedding was certainly very profound (laughs) and definitely at the forefront of your mind. Would you like to just tell me a little bit about that to start with or some other memories that you have? Yeah, sure. Um, That will be a memory that will be ingrained in my, it's like every time I think about it, I just get melty Um, Mm. because it was the most spectacular it was most spectacular day. And if you were around me often enough, you would hear me complain about all the things prior to the <laughs> wedding and how she was a bridezilla. And, um, mm-hmm. and it, it was an extremely stressful time for one year. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. from June mm-hmm. to July mm-hmm. of the previous June from the previous year. So, but that day, that day when everyone was dressed and we got downstairs and, oh, I have a phenomenal story to tell you from that day. And it's a childhood memory too. The day was magnificent. The sky, there was no humidity. The sky, the cloud formation was wonderful. It was like when my daughter was walking down the aisle, it was like her train was like the same thing as the, as the cloud formation, the sunset. The sunset was magnificent. And one of the traditions that we had were I had taken all the photographs of the grandparents, the bride and groom's grandparents, my parents, to different events during that weekend. They would come with us. And we are convinced that all four sets of grandparents were there holding hands, making sure that day was so magnificent. It was just so beautiful. But I have to tell you the funniest, most ironic story. So, you know, I had to do a lot of invitations to different things. And there's one couple that lived in the same town as my parents did. And their name was um, Lisa and Gary Schwartz. And I, it was very recognizable because my daughter's mother-in-law happens to be a Lisa Schwartz, and this is one of her best friends. So there were two Lisa Schwartzes around, and it was just Uh a funny thing. So in the lobby, I had never met them, but I heard someone call her. And so I went over and I said, oh, are you Lisa Schwartz? And she said, yes, this is my husband, Gary. I said, you know, I grew up with a Gary Schwartz. It's so strange Mm. um, that that that's the same (laughs) name. And so he says, um, you know, I, I said, do you still live in Oceanside? He said, no, um, after Sandy, it was a huge hurricane, which actually did destroy a lot of the, uh, my mother's house and my brother had to rebuild a lot of it. They moved to another town. And he goes, you know, your daughter's in the same industry as I am. And I said, I'm in the same industry as you are. And my ex-husband is also in that industry. So he goes, really? And I tell him my ex-husband's name and he goes, oh, wow. So then I said, he goes, you know, um, where did you grow up in Oceanside? And I said, Anchor Avenue. And he said, you know, my parents had really best friends who lived on Anchor Avenue. <laughs> and, and I said, what were those people's names? Evelyn and Irving Rubin. I said, those were my parents. And it turned out that he was that same Gary Schwartz that I had grown up with. Wow. Of all and, all the people to bump into. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And and it was just so ironic. And I'm running around the lobby of the of the country club looking for my parents' photographs so I could show so I could show him. And the first and the first thing I said to him was, Your your first of all, his father was stunning. He was like had this white hair. And I said, You always had Eskimo pies in your freezer, you know? And those are the little childhood memories that you yeah. remember. Yes. So th- so that was just a very strange, strange coincidence. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he was invited because he plays poker with my son-in-law's father. <laughs> you know, he came yep. from a totally different place. A totally different. And isn't it interesting how sometimes there is those connections of connections of things that we can't even predict or can't right. even begin to dream of or people we may not have even thought of if they hadn't popped into those moments and those opportunities somewhat apparently randomly and it happens so often throughout our lives and I think it continues to surprise me or surprise yeah it really does <laughs> it was it was a very emotional day for me on so many different levels because you know, my ex-husband and I were married for 21 years, but I had he had 18 first cousins, and many of them were at the wedding. I hadn't seen these people in 25 years. And wow. so, you know, his brother and people I really, really got along with. But then when you get divorced, you know, and the family, you know, yep. separates mm-hmm. and there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that happen. And so it was just so nice and so, so nostalgic just seeing all these people and my heart was just so filled for her and it, it just was a beautiful beautiful day and a mm. memory how many people were at the wedding well we had they had invited over 200 and there were wow. about 140 at the wedding and it was a lot of people canceled because of covid because it started to mm-hmm. kick up, kick kick up again mm. and his cousin, my ex-husband, a lot of them was from his list because his cousins were in their 70s and they just didn't want to chance it. And they were out of town, you know. Mm. So, but it was the way they set the room up. You would never know that. I don't even know how that many people could have fit in that room. It was mm-hmm. just so perfect. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was a perfect, perfect day and evening. It just sounds like you in some way or another were almost soaking up every single person in that room and just appreciating all of it so much. Yeah, and people would come to me in the restroom. They go, this is such a warm wedding. And, And to have that even said when there was a lot that went on with the divorce and everything, and you'd think if you looked back, like 20 something years ago, you would have never thought we would be at this moment that my mm-hmm. ex husband and ex, my ex husband and I are walking my daughter down the aisle. She was so ecstatic for me, for her to be that happy and to look that beautiful and just to experience it was like a fairy tale. You know, I, I laughed so much with him, but it was like I felt like Cinderella. Mm hmm. <laughs> and it sounds um, quite quite healing as well, Donna. Oh, way. yeah, it was. Mm. It was. Mm. 
Yeah. And that's something that I often wonder about with my eldest two as well. We are also still trying to go through paperwork and all sorts of things like that at my end and it certainly wasn't left in on good terms. It got very messy, it got very complicated and layered and I wonder what that looks like in something like the event of a wedding or a, another another big life-changing <laughs> moment in their lives such as a graduation or something like that. How does that then look in translate the how does that mm. translate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very yeah. hard to see from where I'm at right now <laughs> yeah I'm I'm mm. sure and if you had asked me um 24 years ago mm. what what my daughter's wedding would be like it was like oh you don't want to know what I think and yeah. it it was just time heals and my biggest thing is that you can't hold on to that it will make you sick And you just have to let it go. And Mm -hmm. for the happiness of my daughter, which I was so, I I was so happy to give her because she was eight and it was a horrible time for her. And, you know, we went through some horrible stages of teenage years and to be able to give her back that feeling of, of being whole, you know, it Mm. was, it was it was it was it was a gift for everybody yeah definitely sounds like it and what a privilege what an absolute honor to be able to just see the beauty in that not only the moments and the experience and the memories that you've now created but the responsibility that you took and you were able to move on slash let it go slash just enjoy the day more than you ever, ever, ever would have dreamed of. Exactly. I never, never. Because going up until that point, it was like, you know, um, it, there was a lot of things preparing for a wedding. So um, yeah, I'm, 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 glad that th- that, I'm glad that part's over, but it's, I'm so ecstatic that I have that memory. So, mm, yeah. Absolutely. So I do want to circle back for a moment as well because, again, thinking about my own life and my eldest two boys and it can be hard for me to remember some of those more beautiful, good moments in the early years of their life because I definitely wasn't confident anymore in myself and I feel like I was thrown into motherhood quite (laughs) rapidly or uh, quite thrown for six in trying to discover what I wanted for my children and their futures and my identity and all sorts of things that were just definitely very, very overwhelming at the time. And even through all of that, I can and will and continue to see many, many great memories, even amongst some of that very messy divorce and um, chaotic environment and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. 
are you in the space now where you can also think about those those first eight years or those sort of things where you were able to see past the shit, I suppose, if you like, you yeah, want to put it bluntly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, while you're in it, it's hard to see past it. But, mm. um, um, you know, and let me just say one thing. If I could do it over again, my biggest regret, my biggest regret was the effect it had on my daughter. Yeah. And um, the way that aspect happened, and it was a tug and pull, and there was a lot of other things that came in, a, a new wife and all that stuff. And if I had to do it over again, I don't know how I could have. I really don't know how as a single mother bringing a daughter up in New York. I don't know mm-hmm. how I could have been, let me put that, this these awful feelings over here and i'm going to just be this wonderful mother over here it's 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 it, it, <laughs> that that is a big challenge and i think um, the more that we try to do that the more that we end up just working ourselves up into such a frizz of madness as well that we actually make it worse in some ways Mm-hmm. I know for for me as well, and it, I've got to a stage now where it's actually really important for the boys to see me in all of the different sides, not just the you know <laughs> the one side. They need to also see some of the the rupture of an argument, and then the repair after that, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's really important for me that they know how to repair after conflict (laughs) well it's interesting because looking back and seeing what my daughter was like at an early age seeing her now and the traits Mm -hmm. that she has picked up (laughs) from from you know good and bad from Mm -hmm. myself and my ex-husband and that she is a compilation of both of those um it is amazing and so anytime she loses her temper well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she goes, well, you did that. And it's funny because she's been gone out of the house for over 10 years. And most of those 10 years, I've been very happy. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had met my fiance <laughs> right after she graduated. And so I'm like a totally different person in mm-hmm. terms of internal happiness. And so uh-huh. I don't react sometimes that knee-jerk reaction that I used to have when you're doing it all alone and you Mm got to figure it out and you got to get to work and so yep you end up with them sleeping literally on top of you some nights many nights just to get to sleep I did it solo with two under three for a quite a while and uh, yes <laughs> there's it, definitely it a lot of better the, yeah it definitely does and at the same time that knee jerk is not something that I have been proud of or anything that I'm wanting to continue however it is an evolving continuous um, work in progress if you like yeah <laughs> and and you know we all do the best we can and mm-hmm. under the yep. under the circumstances. And so I say, even though it was a tough time, she turned out to be a wonderful human being. 
So um, mm. something had to rub off. I must have done something right. You know, <laughs> I, bl I blamed myself for so many years that I mm. could, I, you know, and so that's the one thing that you, you need to give yourself some grace about is that mm. you're, you're, you're a human and you're doing the best you can. Um, yeah. under the under the circumstances. And the fact that you have a son who wants to empty the dishwasher, I say that is a great job, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Look, <laughs> I don't Man. mind that at all. <laughs> no. I, no. I, do, I do wonder as well. And look, I will have the opportunity to actually sit down with my mum and interview her through this process mm. as well, which is very exciting. I wonder if our parents also get to witness that stage where, oh, I'm, <laughs> I must have done something right or she turned out okay because, yeah, yeah, I, I do hope that that has been evident for many, many generations before us and after us as well. You know, I, I think on some levels, I know with my own mother, I think that's true. But on other levels, there were things that I just wish she would have supported or encouraged. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes you need to just do that for yourself because nobody knows what's in your head except you. But if there's a loving and warm relationship, which obviously and there must be for you to be able to interview her. Um, I'm sure that you'll hear some positive things that come out of that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting process, somewhat confronting, somewhat uncomfortable. Uh, we have a an interesting past history. So, yeah, it's... I definitely wanted to give her the opportunity. So this could also be very healing in a very, mm -hmm. very different way as well for both of us. So I look forward to that. Did your mum cook many Sunday roasts? Do you remember? Well, my mother was a horrible cook. Ah. But my grandmother, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> um, my mother used to kill steak. We used to say everything was well done. Um, mm hmm and so when we went to my grandmother and went to my grandmother's house and smelled Sunday roast and they used to make a pot roast and with all the vegetables and that, that was a, such a treat to go to my grandmother's house for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and she lived in an apartment and it just didn't matter how small it was. It was, Oh, we're going to grandma's house. And as a matter of fact, one time we were there for dinner, it was, you know, a Sunday, because that was the day that the whole family could get together and my father could drive us because she lived in Brooklyn, which was about 40 minutes away. Um, I do remember it was the first time that they showed the Wizard of Oz going from black to color. <gasps> when, wow. When she, when she landed <sighs> in Oz. And mm -hmm. so... So mm -hmm. having dinner at my grandmother's house, that's the memory I will always remember is having Sunday dinner at my grandmother's house and her cooking and then seeing the Wizard of Oz. Um, mm -hmm. All crammed around the... All telly. crammed around together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But uh, it, that was a treat. Yeah, I bet. 
goodness. That's such a wonderful memory to really bring this space together and I think, yeah, it just ties in our conversation so wonderfully. So thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure it will extend from here and many, many other opportunities will arise as they do. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I appreciate you asking me. And, you know, Linda, you you are an amazing at bringing things out in people that probably they don't think about for, for so many years and at mm. work. And I just love, I love your room to give us all the opportunity to do that. And this was a truly an honor yeah. to be, um, to have this conversation with you. Likewise. Thank you. Pleasure. Are you loving these conversations as much as I am? <laughs> Originally, I thought they would just be people's stories, you know, nothing too special. However, the magic is right there, especially with people such as Donna. Here's another conversation which I absolutely loved. Another Linda, actually. So take a listen as she also uncovers much of her journey. What opportunity I could provide for her if I could stay here, if I could really make this happen till she finished high school, which in all honesty was kind of like climbing Everest. I didn't really mm. think I was capable, but um, mm. you know, and I do think that's where the delayed gratification came in where I taught myself and it been shown, mm -hmm. you know, that that Sunday roast was the one day a week where we were allowed dessert, you know. Thank you for lending me your ears in this time. And to hear more about current projects and the book, please head to lindabonnie.com and I gladly welcome you to the community. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>